You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic. A lot to get to ahead on today's edition of Locked On Cougars. Going to recap some of what we learned from BYU football media availability yesterday. Week three of spring ball is already here. Crazy to think it's flying by as quickly as it is. We'll let you hear from the coaches and players who spoke to us in the media yesterday. We'll also talk about another national championship coming home to Provo. The women's cross country program winning the team title. Also Connor Mance on the men's side of things, winning the individual title yesterday at the NCAA Cross Country Championships. And good news on the BYU women's basketball front, they are headed to March Madness. We'll break that down, their opportunity against six-seed Rutgers as the 11th seed in the upcoming NCAA women's basketball tournament. So plenty to get to here on a Tuesday edition of the show. Let's waste no more time and break into it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 16th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. A reminder for you guys, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts and pretty much anywhere else that you happen to be listening in on. If you guys have a chance to leave us a positive review or what you like about the show, please do it. It helps us build our audience and just having a ton of fun talking about the Cougars every single day. Getting going here on a Tuesday edition of the show, let's start off on the football front for BYU, and that means media availability from yesterday evening, and some interesting thoughts. Kalani Satake, BYU's head coach, uh, new defensive ends coach uh, Preston Hadley, as well as defensive back Chaz Ayu were the three that spoke to the media at large yesterday, had some great conversations with all of them. Let's start off with Kalani Satake, because, well, guess what? He's top dog, so we'll give him top billing here on the podcast and kind of kind of do this moving forward. Kind of a format I've, I've formulated with this is I'm going to give you the, the three things I feel like you need to know from media availability yesterday. And let's start off with this. The question was asked to Kalani Satake with regards to how the team is performing against one another, in particular, offense versus defense. How are they looking? A lot of people wondering if this defense can really respond against a pretty powerful offense. Well, here's what Kalani had to say. I think if you're looking at the 11 on 11 stuff, yeah, that, that favors both sides that have had their, uh, have done well. And then, and, um, and then they've had some issues and some, there's just things that we have to do better. But I think this has probably been, um, I would agree with Fessy if he said that it was a little bit more evened out. I, th- I think that this has been one of those times in, where um, one isn't just completely dominating the other and I think it probably means that we have some pretty good depth on our team and and that our guys have been working really hard and not a lot of I would have to say it's not a lot of missed assignments either so uh, the mistakes that we're making are things that have to do with uh, technique and uh, very correctable but uh, I like the fact that we have a lot of talent out there we got to keep developing it and, and I like that the defense is, is uh, you know everybody knows that they're young but um, they're, they're definitely able to, to play and they have the capabilities and the talent to make it work. So uh, that, that's right now in practice ball. You know, when we get in an option where they 
you know, when you're playing a real game and those emotions, it's just different. So what we're trying to do is simulate as much as possible so that the muscle memory takes over and we can have guys that, that you know, in the time where they're facing all those different emotions going into a game that they can rely on the muscle memory to take over and, and there's no other better better way to do it than the 11 on 11 ball. There you go, Kalani Sitake. And he, yeah, he believes that this defense, despite returning little production, I think it's what is it in the 20th percentile range or something like that, in terms of the overall production returning to the team, replacing your entire defensive line, your safeties, all there's a lot to replace on the defense. But you hear him talk about the fact that, yeah, going back and forth every day, they're having their moments against one another. And that's not to say that the BYU offense isn't also replacing plenty. You have a top five caliber quarterback in terms of the NFL draft, a great wide receiver, two, three offensive linemen who were longtime starters. There's plenty to replace on both sides of the ball, but in particular on defense, I think most people are giving that a look. And in my conversations with people around the BYU football program is there's actually some optimism for the overall talent base for this team. The hope is, I think that as we see BYU continue to develop throughout the rest of spring ball and see as a relative term, consider I'm not seeing it. I have people on the ground who are feeding me information, but the hope is throughout the rest of spring ball on into summer and then training camp this coming August that you continue to see production and improvement from this team in every facet of the game. And I'll tell you what, I'm still bullish on this team's chances this year. And of course, that will all be shown this fall. But we'll have to find out. Moving on to topic number two, which you guys need to know today. Let's go to Chaz IU. And Chaz is a kid that's very outspoken. He's been outspoken on his mental health issues. He's talked a lot about the injuries he's endured. He said yesterday that he is on his way back from the multiple surgeries he, that knocked him out after the Navy game last year. Says he's close to feeling 100%. Says he needs to drop a few pounds as he said my recovery pounds before he feels like he's going to be ready to go but he says he's on his way back but he talked about how important the player experience management team is Billy Nixon among them leading the way for this unit as they are making sure that players look good feel good play good that's kind of the mentality I think with this and Chaz was one of the players who modeled the new Navy and Royal helmets in their release just a little while ago well Chaz really thinks it's a game changer for the Cougars. Man, Billy is changing the game for BYU, in my opinion. Uh, you know, you look at a lot of the top programs, you know, uniforms are a big deal to the new players coming in. And I think that with the new uniforms that we have, 26-something combos, you know, I think it's really going to change our, our recruiting game a lot. Um, you know, I think a lot of the young players coming in out of high school always want to have that little, little flashy side to it. And, you know, BYU, now we're becoming a winning program, just starting to continue um, into a winning record and all of that stuff. I think that the uniforms are going to do some big things for us. Billy Nixon making all the difference for BYU football with regards to their gear. And you can see that if you follow them on Twitter at BYU Equipment, Billy and his team are doing a fantastic job making sure that BYU's players feel like they are being taken care of. They have all the quote unquote swag that they can handle. And it's a cool thing. In this day and age, as we've all seen the Oregon uh, kind of revolution of where gear became one of the big talking points and big recruiting selling points for a program. Well, BYU realizes that and they're happy to get on that train and I hope they continue to benefit from this because I think players, there is something to be said for the whole look good, feel good, play good scenario and 
maybe it has its its advantages and disadvantages, but I think overall, if you can continue to attract young men who have interest in BYU and use it as a recruiting advantage with so many other things that apparently are used as detractors for your program, might as well take advantage of that. And it's good to see Chaz is realizing how big of an advantage it is for the Cougars. And then finally here, having a chance to catch up with Preston Hadley. He's coaching a new position and obviously looking at the game from a different perspective, now coaching the defensive ends for BYU. But he says his background both is playing as a defensive back, a cornerback and safety during his time at BYU and coaching safeties at BYU for the past few years before making this move to defensive end. It's actually been very beneficial in his new role. The front is just a completely different world than, than working in, and playing in the back end. And, um, and, and really the biggest difference is, you know, if, if you're playing DB, say to your corner, you know, you're, you know, sometimes anywhere from eight, nine to 20 yards from, from the ball. So, you know, if you just misstep or make, have a false step, you know, it doesn't make as big of a difference as say for a D lineman where you're six inches from the guy, you know? And so just the details in the fundamentals and technique, um, there, there's a lot of details involved. And so, um, but it's, I, I feel like just with my, my background in, in secondary play, I think um, it, it helps me to help piece together the whole defense for the players and just helping them understand, like, look here, like rush and coverage work together, you know? And so, for example, if there's a interception down the field or, a, um, you know, a, a DB's making a play down the field, you know, if you lift the hood and look at the fine print, you know, if a D lineman's doing his job, staying frontal in the pass rush, getting their hands up in the throwing lanes, like, and so just helping all the, piece together that whole thing for the boys to, to understand how it all comes together. I think kind of where, you know, as I watch defense, you know, I look from the back end to the front versus now watching from the front to the back end. But um, I, I feel like that background kind of helps piece it together for him. There you go, Preston Hadley. And I would agree with him that his ability to understand coverage schemes, what's happening on the back end of the defense is going to help him as he coaches these defensive ends for BYU. He clarified yesterday that he is coaching purely defensive ends for BYU. I know they announced him as the hybrids coach. I think that's probably in, in essence, if you have a stand-up defensive end and Okay, that's quibbling there, but he is coaching defensive ends for BYU, and the hope is that he can have a beneficial impact on this unit, and if he can teach these guys, okay, here's what the cornerbacks and the safeties are doing on this play, and this is why your role, speaking of the defensive end, is so critical to what they're doing. It's the whole connecting the defense. Obviously, the linebackers are part of that as well, but having all 11 guys on defense working together as one and understanding the overall concept and scheme and how their role in impacts other guys. I think it's actually a very beneficial thing for the BYU football program. And Preston Hadley, I think, is going to be very, very good in this new role and making sure the players feel comfortable, feel confident, and they go out there and play their absolute best. And I'll tell you this much. He's tell you this much. He is a master motivator. Preston is a guy who connects with players on a very deep level, and I'm sure the defensive end unit for BYU will be no different than the safeties were during his time working on the back end of BYU's defense. 
All right, coming up here in just a moment, we will transition and talk some BYU basketball. The women's hoops program is headed to the NCAA tournament, a big-time uh, thing for the BYU women's team. Jeff Judkins and his squad will examine that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Rock Auto. Guys, love this company. They're a 20-year-old company online, a family-owned company nonetheless, that wants to help all auto parts customers get the best price on the parts they need for their car, truck, or SUV. What we love about Rock Auto here on the Locked On Cougars podcast is it's the same price for do-it-yourselfers, or in my case, a try-it-yourselfer, or a professional. You can go online. You don't have to have a special code. You don't have to sign up for a club. Rock Auto's prices are just right there for you guys. You order it. It's shipped directly to your door, and you have all the parts your car, truck, or SUV could ever need, and I mean that sincerely. They have hundreds of manufacturers. They want to help you guys out, so check them out. Go to rockauto.com. Make sure to mention Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you to check them out. Once again, that's rockauto.com. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out now at rockauto.com. Want to encourage you guys to check out the Locked On Bets podcast. If you are into the sports betting realm or if you're just trying to get into it beginning as a neophyte like I have been over the past few months, well, check out the Locked On Bets podcast. It's hosted every day by your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They do a great job giving you the inside edge when it comes to placing your bets, winning money, all that good stuff. You can download Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast. Congratulations is in order for the BYU women's, women's basketball team. Jeff Judd Judkins and his squad are an 11 seed in the upcoming NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. And funny enough, I actually feel really good when I have like a thought that comes to fruition. And what I mean by that is if you guys listened to yesterday's podcast, I talked about how I felt BYU Women's Hoops was very much deserving of making the big dance. They were firmly on the bubble, but I mentioned that I felt like they should be treated like Utah State was in the men's tournament. The men's tournament with Utah State, a lot of people had the Aggies as one of the first four teams out or the last team in you kind of depended on which bracketologist you prefer but all of a sudden when the brackets came out they were treated very fairly they slid in as a solid 11 seed did not have to play a play-in game and were good to go well this is exactly what happened for the most part to the BYU women's basketball team there was no uh, hesitation with regards to them being a low seed or being on the bubble I know that they were battling and that loss to San Francisco towards the tail end of the regular season had pushed them really onto that bubble scene, but it is fantastic to see Jeff Judkins and his squad getting their opportunity in the big dance on the women's side of things. They will face off against number six seed Rutgers. Uh, the Scarlet Knights, very, very good defensively. Shaylee Gonzalez, Paisley Johnson, they're going to have to go out there and really unlock a very, very good defense. I think the field goal percentage for Rutgers was something like 38%, uh, the best in the Big Ten this year. They make it tough on you to score, but I'll tell you what, I would be picking the Cougars as a trendy upset pick here, folks. Shaylee Gonzalez is just incredible. If you have not watched this Women's Hoops program play, speaking of BYU, you are missing out on one of the great players in BYU Women's Hoops history. And by the way, she's only just getting started, it feels like, speaking of Shaylee Gonzalez. That doesn't mean that Lauren Gustin isn't fantastic. It doesn't mean that Paisley Johnson isn't capable of many other things. This is a very balanced roster, but their go-to is Shaylee Gonzalez. She is absolutely phenomenal, capable of going off for a 30-point night at any given moment. And when she is on she is unstoppable. She's got some of that Jimmer Fredette to her, folks. And I know that making a comparison to Jimmer Fredette is almost sacrosanct, but 
she's just lights out. And going into this tournament, one thing we have all seen in March Madness, if you have an elite scorer, a person who can absolutely light it up and just make life miserable for opposing teams, well, there you go. You have a big opportunity to go out and show what you can do. And uh, man, I am really really excited for Jeff Judkins and this BYU women's basketball team. I think they are poised to make some noise in the NCAA tournament. I didn't even mean to rhyme there, but nonetheless, I look forward to seeing them in the big dance. It's cool to see both the men's and women's hoops programs having success, and it speaks to just kind of the overall strength of BYU's athletic department. We're going to talk about two more national championships here in just a little bit here on today's podcast with regards to the cross-country program, but if you just look at the overall depth depth and breadth of the BYU athletic department right now. It is truly impressive what they are accomplishing. And man, it is just a lot of fun if you're a BYU fan to be watching all these teams succeeding at an extremely high level. Do I expect the women's hoops program, speaking of BYU, to make a run to the Final Four? No, I don't. But I do think they're more than capable of winning a first-round matchup. And I think anything beyond uh, winning in that round of 64, making it to the round of 32 and beyond, that's gravy because you're not expected to win. You're this lower-seeded team when it comes to this tournament. The men's program is a different storyline, obviously. They're the sixth seed. They're expected to advance. I think BYU has a chance to make the Sweet 16 if their offense is capable of showing up there in Indianapolis. We've seen all year long on the men's side of things that their defense will travel. Speaking of the Cougars, the issue is more of the consistent offense, consistent three-point shooting, making buckets, avoiding scoring droughts. If they can prove that they can avoid that there in Indianapolis at Hinkle Fieldhouse first off here on Saturday night. Then I guess what? I, I believe that they could make a run to the Sweet 16. And in the BYU's case, making a run beyond the Sweet 16 would be absolutely historic. The only time they've been beyond that is the Elite Eight with Danny Ainge in 1981. So 40 years later, can they make a run like that? I'm not counting on it, but I do believe if they prove capable of locking down opposing teams, first off, you got to take down either UCLA or Michigan State and then see where things go. It might be Texas in the next round. You never know how things are going to shake out, but you got to take care of business on your end. This is truly one and done. You want to go home early, lose Saturday night, you'll hit a plane Sunday and be back here in Provo by Sunday evening. It can be as simple as that because the NCAA is not messing around this year. And it's the same thing on the women's side of things. You lose your games, the NCAA is getting you out of town and getting you home because of all the COVID protocols you're, that they're having to deal with and endure and all that stuff. So, Congratulations. Uh, I don't want to get back to the women's team. I just want to say congratulations to Juddy. Uh, speaking of Coach Judkins, this entire BYU women's hoops program, I think it's a very, very favorable matchup for them if they can go out there and show that this offense that they've got in San Antonio can travel with them. And like I said, an elite scorer like Shaylee Gonzalez, it's one of the key difference makers when it comes to March Madness. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to talk about two more national championships for the BYU men's and women's cross-country programs, and of course, catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Another Kafusi commits to the BYU football program. <gasps> Shocker. We'll talk about all that here momentarily. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at betonline.ag, guys. Love BetOnline, a fantastic company taking care of all of our listeners. And you know what? If you want to get into the sports betting realm, do it with our friends at BetOnline. You can sign up for a free account now on your web browser, on your laptop, or even on your mobile device. Go to betonline.ag, sign up for that free 
account. And right now, they're still offering you a 50% welcome bonus. All you've got to do to take advantage of that bonus is go to betonline.ag, sign up for that free account. And when you make your first deposit, make sure you use the promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus. It's a great way to have some fun betting on the games, NBA, college hoops, hockey, golf, baseball is on its way soon. Take advantage of that offer now. It's betonline.ag, promo code locked on for 50% welcome bonus. It's all courtesy of our friends at Bet Online. Folks, we've been talking about Built Bar for years now, it feels like, but I cannot encourage enough to take advantage of these incredible protein bars. They are the best tasting protein bar, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, perfect for wherever you're at in your health journey, trying to lose or maintain your weight. They are the best tasting protein bar I have ever had, and I mean that sincerely. Well, now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Every single day at BuiltBar.com or on Twitter at Bar underscore Built, you can can weigh in on the best tasting protein bars, speaking of built bars and the best flavor of them. And it's real fun to do. Obviously, we're all filling out brackets this time of year. Built bar is no different. In addition to that, they're offering a 15% off your next order by using the promo code locked on 15. That's L O C K E D O N 15 for 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. So get to builtbar.com, catch your vote in the built bar madness bracket. The sweet 16 is ongoing right now. We're going to make a run all the way to the quote unquote championship and take advantage of that 15% offer by using the promo code LOCKEDON15 at BuiltBar.com. All right, folks, rounding things out here on a Tuesday edition of the show. Got to first off say congratulations to the men's and women's cross country programs. First off, the women's team, an absolutely incredible performance in Stillwater, Oklahoma yesterday, bringing home a national championship in 2021. I believe it's their fourth all time, their first since 2002. So it's been a pretty long drought for the women's cross country program, but they showed extremely well. Overall, fantastic showing as a team. As many of you know in cross country, it's about how your runners finish with regards to the points that you score. You finish first, you get one point, and you want the lowest amount of points to win. Well, the women's team had a fantastic showing overall, didn't necessarily have a team or an individual, I guess what I should say, who stood out above head and shoulders above their teammates, but just the overall running of the team won them this championship. And it is a fantastic result for Diljeet Taylor, who is the associate director of cross country for the women's team, in essence, the head coach, but fantastic for them nonetheless to bring home that national title. They really ran a fantastic race on the men's side of things, a little more disappointing. They finished seventh as a team as the number one ranked team entering the NCAA championships. But Connor Mance, congratulations to him, had a fantastic individual performance, winning the individual title by what, 22 seconds, if I'm not mistaken, just an absolutely dominant performance. He pulled away in the final thousand meters to really make it a dominant run for him. The rest of his teammates did not have such a good day. As I said, a disappointing outing. If you're the BYU men's program, considering to finish outside the top five is very disappointing. Winning Northern Arizona is back on top as they win the national championship once again. BYU was the defending national champion. So, congratulations to the women's team as a team. Also, congratulations to Connor Mance and looking forward to seeing how these athletes do now as they kind of switch their attention back over to men's and women's track and field in the outdoor events upcoming this spring. One final note before we go today is congratulations to Micah Kafusi. He is the latest Kafusi to commit to the BYU football program, a three star safety 
safety prospect out of Alta High School in the Salt Lake Valley. The last name Kafusi, man. It means BYU's probably in on him. He is the younger brother of Jackson and Isaiah Kafusi, of course, linebacker for the BYU football program. If he continues to grow, he may end up as a linebacker for BYU, but as it stands right now, a defensive back prospect, and congratulations to him. We'll try and get a hold of him and have more thoughts on him on a future edition here of Locked on Cougars. All right, that's going to do it for this Tuesday edition of the show. Cannot thank you guys enough for your support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Locked on Cougars. Follow me at Jacob C. Hatch, or feel free to weigh in anytime via email, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Love getting you guys' comments on this show and cannot thank you guys enough for your support of the podcast. Have a great rest of your Tuesday whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast for March 16th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys manana.